following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Hey, welcome back to part two of today's Sunday episode. Let's get going with our next clip. This one features legendary guitarist Zach Wilde back in 2017. Adam Kroll Show 2198. Uh, no Jeff Sardi on this portion. No RJ Bell. Gina Grant Brian Bishop. Zach's interview. Gina's news. Uh, very fun uh, segment. I wouldn't have thought to play. I was going back listening through it. I'm like, oh, this has to be in classics. Check it out. Society, Grimmest Hits, name of the album. It's available. It's available. Wait a minute. It's available? Yes. Well, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, well, that song's out right now, but uh, I guess. Uh, oh, that was January 19th? Yeah. yeah. All right. I guess we got to put a date or a year next to that or something, right? I got confused. It w- yeah, it will be available. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, it'll be available on next. January 18th. Next year, yeah. Is that right? Yes. Correct. Right, Brian, stop. Go get, get, get your fucking look out of here. That look. I'm what else could January 18th mean? Come out, you How know, many comes fucking out? typos does, does, does Dylan make? That's a very fair point. It could have come out. No, wait. That's a very we were just talking about you know fake news. It's That's a weird... I just found like out. we're at the no, end no, of December. Right. Don't give me the super you know, condescending what else could it be look. This guy makes it a fucking typo awesome. machine you're, over you're here. Really happy to have you, Mr. Wild. I couldn't account for the fact it could have been 11 months ago. No, it's called Father Adam. That's what it is. No, he's giving the condescending shit look to me, and I'm saying Dylan fucks up a lot. You're with right. dates and times right. and everything else. Right. He makes a great cup of coffee, though. That's all that matters. That's right. He does make a good <laughs> cup of coffee. Yes. It would mean, it could mean nothing else if I said it to me. If Dylan said it to me, it could mean right. a lot of different things. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I would say I heard it that out if of you're your skipping mouth, to another year that you're not currently in, I'd say you should put the year mm-hmm. next to it. That's my new That's my new, <laughs> new thing. Fair Sorry. and noted. It's fair and noted. All right. So, and again... <laughs> <laughs> you right. can say what else could it be, Gary? Oh, but I, if you look in the rearview mirror no, of we Dylan's fuck, we fuck camera, you'll see a a just a road uh, f- festoon. He controls fake with, news. With fuck he ups. controls festoon it. with muckas. Festoon, a fire, a fire hydrant, just, <laughs> yes. just shooting just in the air everywhere. People, <laughs> neighbors shaking their fists, Cats screaming. With red marks on the yes, end of the That's right. That's what you'll see. So I'm basing no, it but he on actually that. owns a network called Fake News, and they pride <laughs> themselves on Fake News. Oh, well, they do a wonderful job. <laughs> Sorry for that. I got out a little bumpy. I'm getting back. I'm getting back on track here. Zach, wow. So Zach, I want to know your story. You grow up where? Uh, I grew up in Jersey. And uh, you no. fall in love with guitars early and often? Uh, yes. And then, uh, well, no, just obviously steroids first. And then, <laughs> then it was obviously music. But no, I got, uh, no, I, I probably started playing. I mean, I really got when I was like eight years old. But, you know, 
like all other kids, I just wanted to do, you know, steroids and lift weights and hang out with chicks. So, you know, with all my buddies. But I mean, then when I got turned 14, that's when I was like, this is what I want to do. Who were you watching back then and listening to that you thought, I um, got to be like this? Well, no, I mean, obviously, I think the first musical moment I ever had, that was just like, wow. It was just uh, amazing. It was seeing Elton John on the Sonny and Cher show playing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, right? And I remember, like, you know, because you're always, when you, when you, it's kind of funny how you find out these things. So, I mean, it's just like, I remember my buddy Scotty, he had older brothers, right? And the Smiths, they had 11, 11 children in this house. And everybody always used to ask, they'd say, were they Catholic? And it's like, <laughs> actually, yes, they were. <laughs> but I mean, but you know, it was six boys, five girls. Scotty was the youngest and he was, he was my buddy, but, uh, his, you know, his older brothers were the ones that turned us on all the cool music and everything like that. But I remember hearing Elton John, I said, I come over to the house the next day. I'm like, man, I heard this Elton John song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. It's amazing. They're like, hey, you douchebag. That's a Beatles song, bro. <laughs> you know, and then the same thing. Seeing, uh, Second you know, question, though. Then, then, then the Who next gets question, more pussy, Liberace or Elton John? Because those guys, <laughs> they're man, neck and neck right must now. be coming at him. <laughs> but you can tickle the ivories that way. But Liber- Liberace was the first flamboyant rock star guy. So Elton got it from him. So just like how you had superstar Billy Graham and then you had the Hulkster. Oh, yeah. So they, uh, that's what I'm saying. Did, you know, everybody gets, you know, it's, it's where you get inspired and where you get inspiration from. Were you into Black Sabbath before you met Ozzy? Well, no, I ended up seeing, I remember I, it was, I was probably 11 years old and we had art class. And I remember we were drawing Scully. That's actually the, 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 the logo of Black Label now, the jawless skull. I remember was, my one buddy Tommy he was drawing this thing and it had a, a jawless skull with a lightning bolt going through it and it said Black Sabbath 666. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> He's like, this is a, an amazing Irish Catholic folk band. And I was like, I got to check this out. He just goes, no, it's an older, my, it's this amazing band. My, my older brother listens to him. So I never heard of Black Sabbath or anything like that. So I just went out and I remember going to the record store and my mom was like, you can get a record. So, I ended up getting, we sold our souls for rock and roll because obviously being a tool bag, it was a double album instead of the single album. You know what I mean? So I ended up finagling my mom into getting me the double album. But anyway, so, uh, so anyways, I was going home and putting that on and just being completely terrified when I heard it. And I just kept listening to it more and more and more. And then here we are sitting here. Well, how did, how did the meeting, how did it come about? Like, how does it work? When Ozzy Osbourne's going to go on tour and he needs a guitar player, does he summon you? Do you reach out to him? Are there other folks that you have to beat out? Like, how how does it work? Um, well, no, I, well, I actually, how I, because I, I always make up these different stories because I, I could always just make them up, you know, instead of just the real bio. It's just like me and you just start making up stuff as we're going along, you know, and then we have Dylan writing yeah, these stories for us, you know, exactly, because <laughs> he's awesome. And we pride ourselves on it. But I mean, but the whole thing is, uh, because people go, that's fake news. And we go, yeah, we know. <laughs> it is fake news. Give us the <laughs> real, give us the real story. No, I ended up playing in, I was in, playing in a club in Jersey because we used to play the Stone Pony and then we used to play, uh, this place called Close Encounters. It's not even there anymore. But I remember, you know, in front of the packed 18 people in the place of, uh, you know, between junkies and drunk people hanging out and whoever worked there. So that was pretty much the audience we were playing in front of us. But the whole thing is, uh, I remember this one guy, Dave Feld, saw me playing. And uh, Dave was friends with uh, Mark Weiss, legendary rock photographer. And he was just like, uh, hey, Zach, have you ever 
at the time, Jakey Lee, who uh, was playing guitar with Oz, who I love and I'm a huge fan of as well, Jake was not playing with Oz anymore. And Oz was out looking for a guitar player. He was on Howard Stern's show. So me and my girlfriend at the time, uh, Barbara Ann, who's the uh, immortal beloved high command over there, she uh, we were sitting there listening to Howard Stern. And it was just like, man, could you imagine if I could get a tape or something like that? But, you know, it's like. It was when Dave said to me, he goes, you ever think about auditioning for Ozzy? I'm like, well, do you know the guys in Led Zeppelin, too? Yeah, right. I mean, you know, I'm like, who do you, I, I don't How know. How do you get in front I, of yeah, I, I don't, you know, What do you look Jimmy Page up in the phone book? I mean, <laughs> right. you know, so the whole thing is it was like, um, he was like, no, exactly. If you just get me a cassette and some pictures, I could get it to Mrs. O, you know, to Sharon. And and I can't promise you anything, but hopefully Mark could probably give it to Mrs. Osborne. So. Do you up. play a Black Sabbath song? Do you play an Ozzy song? Play Do you play all. your song? No, I mean when you're doing putting that on the tape. Oh no, I put uh, I put some Saint Road stuff, uh, some Randy stuff on there. Put some Jake stuff on there, and then put uh, obviously Lord I owe me the Lord of the Riff. Uh, you know some Sabbath stuff on there. So you know just a bit of everything. So and you know. it and she gets it to him. Well, she she got the cassette. Mark handed it to. Uh, to mom over there, I lovingly referred to because she's been like my mom since I've been uh, 19 years old. So the whole thing is I end up... Uh, Sharon Osborne. Yes. Yes. Yep, Mrs. Osborne. So uh, she gets the cassette and I, I, get, I was still living at my parents' house, which I still lived at my parents' house and I'm 50 years old now and I'm married and I have four children, but it's a great way to save money. But, but the can... whole thing is... <laughs> but the whole thing is I live there rent-free, but the whole thing is... Uh, but I do take out the garbage and vacuum the house and everything like that. But the thing is this... Uh, she ended up calling my parents' house at the time. Sharon. Sharon. And she, I pick up the phone, and it was the first time I ever heard like a phone delay. Because at this point, I'm just thinking it's my jackass friends putting their mom on the phone. What year is this? This had to be 1987. Oh, so this is, wow, this like, early on, right? Yeah, late 86, 87, something like that. So uh, I get on the phone, and then uh, she was just like, well, we're going to fly you out to L.A. So, you know, in the whole nine yards. So end up flying me out to L.A. I... You know, Ozzy walks in the room. I meet Ozzy. I crap my pants, and Oz just says, "Zachy, Zach, play with your heart. That's all I want you to do." And I and he said, "And by the way, change change your trousers because you smell like shit." <laughs> and uh, and then he said to me, he said, "And is Zach, if you can, make me a ham sandwich and go light on the mustard." Really? Yep. And I still do. No, that's this fake day. news. No, I'd say Dylan <laughs> didn't write that. That's not fake news. That's no, not fake news. And then I still make him ham sandwiches, and I still go light on the mustard. Oh wow. He, uh, I don't know how he's doing physically. I know he got in a horrible ATV accident where he like went into a drainage yeah, ditch yeah. and broke a bunch he of ribs and everything. No, and I, it's I like, remember mom calling me up for that when we went out to the uh, to go see him, and I remember I was just going, Zachy, whatever, you know, because he was all banged up and everything like that. He had the neck brace on and everything like that. And he just goes, whatever they do, make sure they don't give me a trachea and tell them not to shave off any of the 14 inches on my man root. (laughs) And I said, okay, boss, I'll make sure. He said, most importantly, the man root. Remember the man root, son. I said, all right, Oz, no problem. That's got to be fake news. That's out of hand. He doesn't have more. Dylan didn't write that either. I'm sticking with that. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, uh, Zach, hang Oz out. is the man dingo of rock singers. <laughs> really? Yes, he is. Did not Bigger than Harvey Weinstein? Did not. I, I, I'd like to You're such a nicery. I'd like to put him in a shower and see, and see just who won. Yes. Speaking of shower, Jeff's got the big beard. He's got the, he's got the leather uh, the, the bracelets. Yeah, the hat and the... the this is my PTA meeting. I, I go to... You look good. Yes. I, he walked in up. here. He smells delightful. Oh, the lies, his outfit. He's, he's got a delightful scent It's a new him. black label cologne, Septic Tank. <laughs> yeah, you're no uh, oh, Lemmy. Lemmy from Motorhead's got a uh, real musk. Yes, he'd beg to differ with your, with your scent. He'll be missed, though. God bless Not you, by Lemmy. my nose, but he'll be missed <laughs> by everyone else. All right, should we do a little news, Gina Grant? Let's do it. Let's do it. Make sure it's wrote this news. Okay. The news with Gina Grad. Well, Ben Affleck told the Associated Press that he is looking at his own behavior in the wake of numerous sexual harassment scandals in Hollywood, and he's vowing to be part of the solution, quote unquote. One way the actor's planning to do that is by refusing to make any more money off of the films he made with Harvey Weinstein. This is according to IndieWire.com. The disgraced studio head gave Affleck his early breakthrough uh, with uh, Goodwill Hunting, earned uh, Affleck an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. Well, he can't refuse... To make the money, but he's got to put it somewhere. Why don't you you just take the money and give it to charity? That's exactly what he's going to do. He said in an interview that he will donate all future residuals from his Weinstein-funded movies to anti-sexual assault organization Rain and Film Independent. Uh, Rain runs the National Sexual Assault Hotline. The actor said his decision was inspired by Kevin Smith, who made a similar vow last month following the allegations. Smith is donating his Weinstein-backed residuals to the nonprofit uh, organization Women in Film which advocates for gender parity in the industry. So everybody's trying to get... Well, and also, Ben has a new movie coming out. I don't know why it's out. a douche move. To, I don't know why I take this as douchey. Well, not, the, not the donating of the money, the part where you have to examine... Oh, you, have to, yeah, yeah. you have to examine yeah. yourself. Wait, 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 yeah. just, but it's... A, it's uh, where, what is the charity for? I mean, what, against sexual Women harassment? Women in filmmaking. Right. Women in filmmaking. Is it, or yeah. is, it, is it this? You just give it to a bunch of guys... And they go, who was the guy that harassed you? And you go, it was this guy, Tommy Anderson. They go, all right, cool. Me and Adam go over and break his legs. Oh, that's Is that good. what the charity is for? You just money. pay us on no, the side so you and just, just break his men. legs? Yes. That's yes. an in-kind donation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it, and it never happens again. I, I don't know that they're a 501c3, yeah. but yeah, you might be get right. Get a receipt. I don't like, and you feel better. I don't like you know what I mean? You're I, like, there, he's in a wheelchair. And then when we get done with him, we'll just bust him up again. Listen to Zach. I don't like self-reflection. Okay. I'm not a fan. Move forward. Not a fan. I don't trust. Don't it. look back. And I also wonder if we're laying a little. If we're if we're laying, we're tilling the soil for a few stories that may come out. And that yes, and I think you're right not to trust it because he has what Justice League, Brian or yes, he does. yeah. So he's on the press tour right now. He has he's had some change issues. Change the narrative. He wants to be asked about exactly. other things. His brother Casey. They've they've had some issues with uh, some women There's bringing some their names up yeah. in Hollywood. And their their PR people probably said, "Look, we got to throw every." Thing, including the kitchen sink out into the forefront right now you're a nice guy you got a movie coming oh. out all your movies going to uh, your money's going to charity so what journalist on the move. junket is going to have the uh, the chutzpah to bring it up well one of them did sh- one of them no, did. But in this round sorry for yeah. justice league because it's going to be I mean, a lot of uh, publicists going now no questions about abc that's no time. questions about yeah that's our time yeah. right it's like don't make me 
Don't make me pay the Thompson brothers to come see you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That does a little brothers. too much. <laughs> <laughs> where, did, where did you put that money in? The Thompson brothers will be seeing you in about two weeks. It would be satisfying. Yeah, I, agree. I hope you have health insurance. Well, Sean Combs caused a media stir one day and took it all back the next day. After changing his name to Brother Love on his 48th birthday Saturday, the music mogul was hit with a slew of responses as Twitter informed him the name was already taken by wrestling personality Bruce Pritchard, a.k.a. the first Brother Love. So Sean Combs, a.k.a. Diddy, a.k.a. Puffy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, posted this message to social media on Saturday. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Well, ladies and gentlemen, today I've come to the conclusion that you cannot play around with the Internet. Um, Due to an overwhelming response from the media out there, and just due to there not wanting to be any confusion... I was only joking, okay? I didn't change my name. It's just part of one of my alter egos. One of my alter egos is love. Um, But to set the record straight, because I have a lot of press to do the next couple of weeks, you can address me by any of my older names, And um, but if you still want to call me love, you can call me love, baby. How about we just stick with douchebag? (laughs) (laughs) It works. Well, see, so, the messed up thing would be if Spider-Man came out and did this. <laughs> like, you can call me different names of Batman or Superman. Right, and, Aquaman. Aquaman. Aquaman, if he came out and said, you can call me something else. I mean, it would be like, why are you changing it? Yeah. It works so well with you. Aquaman, you're in the water. Right. And you control the water. Right. You know what I don't right. like? I grew up with the five or six of these guys. I thought I had a handle on it. And then every 20 minutes, somebody goes, oh, they're doing a uh, Mirth Turtle movie and i go huh murph turtle what's murph turtle oh you said that was from the 30s it was it was really popular it was a it was a comic book with a guy it's a funny turtle uh, you have to it's a half pretty merman, cool it's a lot of like, first off i didn't know there were any black superheroes oh yeah there was oh, a lot yeah. of black this black guy and they're doing a whole thing with him and they're doing a, the resurrecting and yep. whatever i think people are making up names yeah. that they're laying on me now because they know I you don't no study any yet. history. I'm no historian or custodian I've tried of comic this, books. I've tried this myself before. I could, you know, told everybody, even my wife, the immortal beloved, I was like, Barb, you can call me different names. She goes, no, I prefer douchebag asshole, paper asshole. Paper <laughs> asshole. that. Don't stop, paper asshole. Don't stop. I uh, just not. Just, We're almost there. It reminds me <laughs> of it, but uh, Kanye was. Uh, I saw him on TMZ walking out on some. He was doing somebody's concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was doing a Kid Cudi concert. Right. Now, Kanye West, again, Gary loves Kanye. So everyone's going to have to explain to me. Everyone's been telling me the guy's a genius for the last 10 years. I see him on Saturday Night Live. He's singing through a Roomba and pointing at the ceiling and doing nothing. And then Gary says that's not what he does. Uh, Young money, cash money. And then he goes out on stage to help this guy out on his song, but he doesn't sing. He just points again. So does he sing? Does he perform? Like, what does he do? And then if he does do it, how come he's not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach, could you get away with that? You come on stage, you just point and walk back off. 
<laughs> Ask my wife. I've been with her for like 33 years. I do nothing. <laughs> just, <laughs> like Here's that's, Kanye. That's what, Kanye's doing what? He's helping. He's going out with somebody. He's a surprise guest at the Kid Cudi concert in uh, Chicago, I think. So he's going to blow the crowd away by coming out and not doing his part of the song? Uh, let's watch. All right. <laughs> Kanye's out there. Doing the runway. He's, he's stalking. He's stalking. Took his head off. Even worse, this is a Kanye song that Kid Cudi is now singing. And, right. Oh. Kanye doesn't even have the mic anywhere near his face. He's just dancing. He doesn't have to say a word about Pulling that. up his pants. Here we go. Oh. Kid Cudi is featured on the song. So he's doing his part now, and then Kanye will come in later. Now he's pointing at the ceiling. I don't know what he does exactly. I think I I would... It'd be nice if someone could pull out some footage of him really doing something that was something. But so far, it's a lot of pointing at the ceiling. I'm always talking now. Does it feel like what he's doing is something that most people couldn't do? Not right now. Or could do. Well, he's having a heck of a lot of fun. All right. All right. I don't don't know what I'm missing, but then... Evidently, there was a time where he did something. I think his strength is or was, and Gary can back this up, because I don't know as much as Gary, but a a producer, he makes pretty incredible beats. all of his Grammys are production Grammys. Yeah. Right. Okay. But then why don't we go like like we do with a lot of people where you go, he's really good at this, mm-hmm. but he sucks at that. Yeah. Why do we have to go, he's good at everything and a genius all the time? Yeah. Well, we just go, he's great good at this. He's a coordinator. Right. Much of a head Not coach. a great quarterback. There, in, also there you that? go. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope this hasn't affected any of you. So let's make sure that everybody knows what's going on. An email scam has been targeting Netflix subscribers, hoping to gather personal info and payment details from those who have the streaming service. So account holders around the world have been sent a well-crafted email designed to look official, asking them to update their account information or their account will be suspended. So the subject line says, your suspension notification. The email links a fake uh, Netflix page, which asks for all your login information and your credit card details. While the body of the malicious email remains the same for everyone, the sender actually has their name in it, so it looks very personal, very believable. Do not click on this. Let me tell you, if they want to make some money, these not, you know, satellite television providers or cable or whatever, just do what you did to me, which is uh, and only work, only do it after 11.30 p.m. after I've had a couple of drinks. But they do the highlighted movie. It's not in the buy the movie department anymore. It's in the it's in general pop. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, this not segregation. It's 11.99 movie. It's a different color right. bar that runs down. And I'm. it's like right above Velocity. And I'm trying to watch some uh, car show. And somehow I clicked on it by mistake. And now it's there. Yep. And it goes, do you want to purchase it? And you go, no. But then when you go back to your queue later on the next day, it's there. Mm. Now, 
what am I going to do? Write a letter, dear dear Mr. Direct TV? Like, <laughs> it's eleven ninety nine. No way is Lynette making a move. No way am I making a move. I'm, it's unclear whether I bought this movie. Yeah. You How call the it? Thompson brothers. They or go over break his legs. Break Mr. Direct TV's legs. We hear from Mr. Direct TV. I'm just saying, they could make millions of dollars a quarter by simply doing this. No one would really accuse yeah. them of well, anything. I was going to say, what percentage of their, biz- of their sales of those movies are from people accidentally clicking on them? I, it's it's got to it, be a... When you're in the main body, like when you're between Channel 262 and 264, it's and people are buzzed and <laughs> buzzing around. Yeah. Yes, and they hit it, and yep. they click it, yep. and now it's there, and then it shows up on your queue. And it's like... Look, if it was $1,349, you'd definitely get on the phone. phone. (laughs) You'd definitely send the Thompson brothers over for that one. (laughs) Under 12 bucks, is it going to be worth the 18 hours you're going to dedicate to this project? And we're not even sure if you're paying for it or not. We haven't found out. The bill will come at the end of the month. By that time, we forgot. A lot of extra money. They're leaving money on the table. That's a good point. Yes. Well, Lamar Odom was once again a part of the headlines after it was reported he collapsed inside a club in Los Angeles. We have some footage I'll uh, play on mute while I read the story. A video was even released where it shows him being helped up uh, to get back onto his feet after he passed out after uh, what ClutchPoint.com reports as a drinking binge. The former NBA Sixth Man of the Year spokesman made it clear that dehydration was the cause for the collapse, not being high on any drugs or any drinking, as many have speculated. Just he was just a little parched. Yeah, that's always that that code. You know, whenever dehydration and exhaustion. Oh, do you know how many times like Scott Weiland had dehydration right. and couldn't perform at the whatever fest show or whatever? It's like whenever Dr. Drew would hear dehydration, especially not Lamar, but you'd hear the lead singer. This guy's twenty six years old. Yeah. You don't want to get dehydrated when you're twenty six and yeah. you can't play the gig. Yeah. It's always a tough sell too when you're talking about. I'm not saying it happened here, but if you were to talk about a professional athlete, a former professional athlete who went up and down the court for forty eight minutes at a breakneck pace, yeah, and all of a sudden, right. all of a sudden now he's dehydrated, sitting at a club. Also, one of the worst guys to be in the vicinity of when they collapse. Oh, yeah. The seventh footer. Yeah, I'm saying you're looking for a Vern Troyer type. That's a blast. You can tastefully step over him and get to the exit or whatever. But when Lamar collapses, he's taking people with him. (laughs) He doesn't collapse alone. That's right. Collateral damage. It'd be nice if he uh, got it together, right? Absolutely. Seems like a sweet guy. Yeah. His dad seems like a delight. Oh, absolutely. Because he wears the (laughs) short top combo that white guys can't pull off. Only black guys can pull off the shorts and the blouse (laughs) matching combo that is like some sort of casual dress. Yeah. I don't know how to... Extra long. It's color coordinated, but it's short sleeve, but it's buttoned up. Is this for really expensive barbecues? (laughs) I've never seen a white guy... Mm. Pull off that combo. It's impossible. Yeah, he's maybe like 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 the stoner Rastafarian white guy with the dreads. But well, it's it's a collared shirt. He's got not exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what is the look? I don't know what you'd call. It. I, I think I think like a Mayweather may like one of the Mayweather uncles or dads yeah, yeah. may pull it off. But it's a it's a black guy look. It is dress shorts. Like in a copper. Yes. Metallic. A dress shirt in a copper. Yeah. And then loafers, yeah. like slick loafers and dress socks, but shorts. Yeah. Like I and maybe a kango. Like I don't feel like white guys It's business casual. Never seen that look pulled off by no. a white guy. No. It's possible. Shouldn't be attempted. I don't think I've ever even had shorts and a shirt that were the same color. I wouldn't recommend No, that. you shouldn't be able to leave yeah. the house like that. 
Hmm. Lynette should tell you. Tennessee tuxedo. Me and uh, Jimmy Kimmel once went shopping with the great pimp, the Bishop Don Magic Wand. Oh, and we for went, the money, gold is for the honey. We went to one of his tailors <laughs> in, oh. in, like, in downtown L.A. Nice. They have places that dress those dudes. Really? Yeah, I mean, that that whole world that you never yeah. thought of in a million years. You could buy a suit in that color? Oh, yeah. Speaking of you and Jimmy going shopping with black guys, famous black guys, you went to the Compton Swap Meet with uh, Snoop, right? We went to Snoop's house. Oh, I thought he took you to the Compton Swap Meet. Snoop has a house that's way out of town, okay. and it seems like almost intentional. Yeah. I think it's in, isn't it in Diamond Bar. Yeah, or or something, but it's way, he has like one in and then one that's way out of town and we just went to go visit him and we had a lot of ideas about things we were going to do, but we ended up just getting high and eating. (laughs) I'll never, I don't know which one, if it was you or Jimmy that said it, but my favorite things in the world is when you're talking about this at one point, you said you both felt so white, you might as well have a little spinny top hat on and just said, hiya fellas. He had all his cousins there. They were eating chicken, you know, but not in the taco form. He went to like churches or something and he just, everyone was just eating chicken and smoking weed and um, he had his little recording studio. And it is, it is insane. If you, if you spend a day with Snoop Dogg and you just watch what that guy eats, you go, how is it that you're 53 years old and you're, Two percent body fat, and you're buck fifty five, and you're six three, and all you do, you open that guy's fridge. It's just nothing. Like I don't know what what is that? What happens? Blessed metabolism. Blessed metabolism. Isn't he the new host of Joker's Wild? I think he yeah, is. I've I've watched some of it. It's oh. it's kind of delightful. Okay, mm-hmm. great. All right. Well, is there a right amount of time to date before getting married? According to research, there is. If you want the relationship to last, researchers at Emory University surveyed more than 3,000 both married and previously married people and found that waiting this amount of years before tying the knot decreased the likelihood of divorce by 50%. Any guesses on how many years you should wait before you get so married? So we, we need, an, we need yes. an over under. Yes. So if you can, if you, if you wait at least three years, before you get married, you have a much greater likelihood, or two years, or, or five years, or whatever well, there, it is. There is a, there is a specific number. Let's okay. really this is the number. Let's really hope it's like three and a half. So, <laughs> if you get past, if you get to four, it's lower? The, it, whatever it's, yeah. it, it's in, I would assume you're probably right that it's implied that the longer you know each well, other, the better. they're doing but surveys on people that have been married like six Five times. Uh, you also know. true. And which one, you know, whatever lasted or whatever didn't. There's how a magic this? number. You either, you're either miserable or you're not. Uh, you know, I don't but know. But how many years does it take to figure that out while you're dating? I got... No, my whole thing is this. Yes. It's any... I don't know how many marriages we've all been to. You know, your friends getting married or whatever. Whether they've been dating for six months and we all end up going there. I'm like, Father Adam, how much... What do you got? Right. Like the over and the under. The price is... Black label price mm-hmm. is right. Where you either go... Zach, I give it six months, man. Or right. you know, and I'm, right. I'm like, guys, what are you in? You're like, Zach, I'm, I'll go long haul. I'll go, I'll go sixteen months. You know what I mean? And we're, and I, get, and we'll all put twenty bucks in the hat and see what's going to happen. And I got half of these weddings that I've been to, and it's just like, 
without a doubt, just ended, it fizzled, and, and I'm talking like hundred grand weddings, you know, with a big blowout with the food, the booze, the bands. Well, maybe all. you're some kind of curse. Oh, maybe yeah. it's you. ever think you. about that? Maybe no, it's no, you. No, no, you should no, find no, a mirror. No, maybe. Yeah, I, you never know. I'll tell you this. You know, I got my idea for divorce cam, which is if you get married at the ballpark, if you do that move where we get you on the Jumbotron yeah. and you, you've... you've um, proposed yeah, at the ballpark the, then six years later when you're getting divorced we have to bring you back to the ballpark yeah. and we need to put it up on divorce and, and you're, yeah, we'll put divorce you up camp. on the jumbotron and, and listen papers. you can you can get married at the ballpark that's fine but, but, but when you get divorced or if you get divorced you I'm come back, back and we put but you put up on the way, jumbotron you know, like, I, like it's just like my wife has some one of her girlfriends and i just go you know between the relationship with guys and stuff like that i go she goes through guys like underwear and i i just go <laughs> and this is the other thing like she, she, her relationships are like cars. That fresh, brand new Corinthian leather smell, and mm-hmm. you go, "Wow, this is a it's a nice brand new car." But once that smell starts wearing off, Susan will go, "You smell that, Barb? Smell that? No, I don't smell nothing. Exactly. Time for a new guy." So I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> it's it's like amazing. Or or the minute the waters start getting slightly. Bumpy and a little choppy, and then the storm clouds start coming in, and the lightning starts coming. It's like I want off this ride. Like they don't want to hang in there. Right. Yeah. That's that. That's all. She thing. must it's be a hot like, chick. Well, you know, it's just like if you're a fan of any any sports team, and it's like you know the Yankees. I'm a New York Yankee guy. The Yankees have the the 80s were kind of brutal. Poor Don Mattingly, he hung in there right until the last year, and then he gets out, and then all of a sudden the Yankees go on a tear. But yeah. what I'm just saying is, she's a fair weather wife. Without the, her, yeah, she just can't hang in there when the waters are when the. But I'm, I'm hearing rough, I'm hearing know? hot chick too, fat chicks ride out the storm. I, Write it down. I know you've seen it on a lot of <laughs> license plate frames. <laughs> They're the ballast. Brutality. They're the ballast yeah. that, that keeps the ship upright. Yeah, but you either cut out for it or you're not. Well, the, uh, so who who from Houston proposed? Uh, oh, um, Correa was it Correa to yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Now that guy's what twenty six, twenty five. We'll see how long this lasts. Is that what you're going with? When they get divorced, it's back, right back to the ballpark. The <laughs> right back to the field. Does he have to wait till he wins another World Series? No, no, no we, we need you, we need you <laughs> but we do need you in the uniform, yep, yep, and we need yep. you right back on the infield. It's only yes. 23. It's 23? Oh, you, so it's not going to last 18 months. No, I don't know. I, I found this sort of interesting. I saw it on online. There's a cost to propose at a Major League Baseball game, and what? every but, and, but if you look, this infographic that I have up... It, it, it's it, not up right now. Oh. Oh, it my, fell off. But yeah, all the different areas like they charge you. But look at the Dodgers. $2,500, the most expensive, more expensive than the... Wow. Do the Yankees even do it? Hundred dollars. What? So the cheapest? So the Pirates are thirty nine bucks. Is that true? <laughs> Jesus. And, and some don't even allow. The Royals don't allow proposals. Right. Nor do the Angels. Huh. I talked. I, I, I was going to. I was going to propose at the that's, Dodger that's Stadium. Probably the owners have been married like eight times, like Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor, and they're yeah. like, "No, I don't even believe in Keep marriage, dude. No, we're not doing that at our stadium." <laughs> Why? <is laughs> Why is New York a hundred bucks and uh, LA twenty five hundred? Mike said we could do it for twenty two hundred if we did it in the men's room, <laughs> but we have to do it by the trough, sure. you know. Sure. But he said he could, he could knock them down. 
My mind is reeling from that graphic. The That's Indians crazy. were four hundred dollars. Crazy, right? I didn't know there was. Yeah, a so team. different costs at different uh, ballparks. All right, the divorce will be free. I'll, all right, what else we got? Well, guess by the way, the, the yeah, I'll oh. give you the number. You of yeah, course, sorry. dead nuts on as you usually I felt are. Three years. So, it was uh, three years. You got it. Well, there you go. Um, and and and. But if Thank you get God. through eight years, you've waited too long. Yeah. I would think that's the logic. There's a sweet spot. Yeah, that's the, the window for whatever reason. That's the one that works. Mm-hmm. Um, also, some breaking news. My, my brother's very excited that Zach yes. Wild is on the show. And oh, he, yeah. He just sent me a picture of a young Zach Wild. Wow, we're looking at that hair. It's amazing. Uh, when he's that's blonde. when I brought Barb into like the web. Lion, yeah. And he said, my, he's going to kill me. That's what you still wanted to have sex with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my brother's probably going to kill me for reading this, but I don't care. It's too good. He said, here's a young uh, Zach Adams. He says uh, his first band was Zyrus, I believe. Yeah, that was when actually uh, Harvey Weinstein, uh, he... He fondled me. Yeah, so, yeah, and, uh, actually, I fondled myself as well, oh. as you can clearly see in that picture. But uh, no, I didn't need anyone to grope me. I no. was I was had no problems Plenty at all groping of myself. To go around. Uh, he said, "I used to play guitar with a towel over my head as a kid and pretend I was rocking blonde hair like his." So wow. my brother's really stoked that you're here. <laughs> he was probably groping himself as well. <laughs> I'm sure, he probably was. Let's it's move on. It's a gift. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that just keeps on giving. <laughs> Well, uh, let's just stay Probably on that Probably the first, your brother's first band, the Towelheads. Now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now, now being not 2020, a, uh, probably, yeah. probably not back. a great name. Oh, nope. boy. No nope. one knew the origins <laughs> oh, of the boy. band name. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Well, Kev, and Rock yeah. and the Casbah, if you're going to cover yeah, a band, you're going to cover songs. Start there. You, you, yeah, yeah, you think more uh, blue-eyed soul. Yeah. Go ahead. Kevin Spacey has checked into a rehab facility for sex addiction. The actor is neighbors with Harvey Weinstein, by the way. Uh, he was uh, checked into the Meadows Clinic in Arizona. Same I facility as want to run Woods. one of these places. A sex clinic? Yeah, and here's why. No, I want celebrity rehab, but it's not rehab. It's I need to announce I'm going to rehab. I'm saying, like, if you run a burn unit in a hospital, you got to work. <laughs> You know what I mean? They'd appreciate it. What happened? The oil there caught on fire. You can't go, all right, I'm going to have a cigarette and you guys work it out. You got to get gauze. Like, there's stuff to do. When Harvey Weinstein and all these celebs and whoever, when they come in, Kevin Spacey, they come in, they're just getting shelter from the paparazzi. You know what I mean? They're hiding. So you're like, who wants a highball? Sit down and watch some cable. Let's watch a game. I mean, there's not, you don't have to go to work. Right. There's nothing that needs to go. It's all confidential. You're more of a cabana boy right. than a doctor. Right. You guys are here to hang out. It's the same. Lay re- low. Same relationship my kids have with the school teachers when they announce all week it's half day because they're doing parent teacher or whatever. Do you think my kids protest? Not you know what I mean? They care? No. No, and the no, teachers didn't want it. We didn't when we went yeah, to we school. Yeah, we don't want them there. Half they go, day, good. Half day, Monday through Thursday, and then uh, n- no school on Friday, and nobody there no goes, on either hey, side. whoa, wait a minute, we're paying good money for... It's the same thing. Doesn't go matter. On. Right. So I feel like if you ran one of those sort of nebulous rehabs, especially the right. sex one, but the ones, the celebrity right. ones... Is there a lot Good of work dude. going on in there? Is there a lot of counseling or just yeah. a lot of direct TV and, and schwitzing in a sauna? <laughs> That's a good point. And the other reason it's a great idea is because it is anything but free. Would you like to know the numbers on this place? Yeah, oh, and boy. the celebs got to pay because you gotta, it's got to come out. Oh, oh, yeah. It's 10, 10, 10 grand a, a day or whatever. There's something going on in there. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, so the minimum stay at the facility is seven weeks, and that costs over fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, here's what you don't want: Mexican cancer. The Mexican cancer treatment. You don't. You're giving coffee enemas all day long. You don't want to do it. Yeah, they're not telling. No, but what? What? 
what after our buddy goes into this thing for seven weeks, what happens? I mean, I've got buddies that have gone to AA that the minute they come out, they're blasting back five bottles of Crown Royal. So I'm just saying, do we get our money back? Uh-huh. I, I mean, I'm uh, just saying, well, you know. Who's the, the onus on? Mm-hmm. I bought this tire. I drove out of the parking lot. I got four flat tires. I, You know, I, I want new tires. Yeah. I just paid good money for these things. So, I mean, I'm, ha- I'm going to tell uh, Mark Garagas, he's got a new attorney yeah. to hire on. New okay. associate. Yeah, yeah new just, associate. Or we sent the Thompson Brothers over. So, I mean, Thompson Brothers. Know, but, but the whole thing is this. It's just like, <laughs> what's going to happen here? I have no idea. I assume nothing, and I assume they're basically hiding away. Although, I did watch that movie again, Autofocus, last night. Oh, Bob Crane? And I realized Bob Crane was really the pioneer in the sexual addiction department. Hogan's Heroes, oh, Bob Crane. Yeah. I mean, that guy really had a I mean, the smart thing is Robin Banks. And, you know, it's it's wrong. You You shouldn't do that. Adam, you shouldn't. Rob we shouldn't Banks. do Rob Banks, and that's our rehab place. Right. It's like don't do that anymore, and you're like, you know, that's wrong. You shouldn't be stealing from other people, and yeah. you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, and who, uh, well, now, all right, well then that's it. I guess you're, we're done here. You're done. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd be curious if anything actually goes on over in those. But I, I'm sure Drew would tell you, but I, don't think, I think these guys are hiding. That's my Oh, favorite. yeah, they're ducking out. They're well, going out of the spot. We, we've reported, though, that it, Harvey Weinstein, you know, sources inside said he was, you know, bitching about conspiracy theories at group meetings and falling asleep and on his phone. So they, they try to get you corralled, but maybe they, they don't do that well. All right. See, the Thompson brothers don't care about See, any of this exactly. stuff. They just go over and extreme prejudice and, and take care of business and whatever it is you paid for them. Because they'll say you have you have. Uh, packages you can buy from the Thompson Brothers. It's either do you want them in the hospital for six months, mm-hmm. eight months, a year. Oh. If you want, we can put them in for a year and a half. We have our gold package and our diamond package. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do feel sorry for Harvey because when he gets into dis- disguises to go out and eat, Getting into disguises is fine, but going out and eating when you're in disguise is mm, tough with the fake mustache oh, yeah. and the stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, anyone's ever had the spirit glue or yeah, the gum the with the gum. fake beard and tried to... Anyone has ever shot anything and then they break for lunch and you don't want to take your beard yeah. off and you're always sucking up your beard. It's no good. Yeah. All right, one more. All right. Well, Paris has opened its first ever naked restaurant where diners have to bear all while uh, getting their dinner on. This is according to the insider.com. Aptly named Au Natural. The restaurant opened to the public last Friday after a successful private dinner reserved exclusively for the Paris Naturist Association. Intrigued at first, the neighborhood's residents seem perfectly at ease with the launch of the restaurant. A dinner there uh, seats about 40 people, offers uh, meals that cost around 34 bucks a piece. After they are asked to leave all their clothes in a wardrobe before they can enter the dining room. Well, first but I think off, you get a napkin. I feel like what's what you don't want to get there for the late night dinner with that chair. It's got a lot of back sack. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. early yeah. You got to go. First, you got to go. First you gotta go early bird. Yeah. Secondly, Happy hour. here's my feeling with uh, any kind of food preparation or restaurant or anything. I want all the focus on making the best goddamn food ever and none of it on themes. Right. You know what I mean? Get I feel like it's taking away from all the themes. It's like yes. why you try to try to get something decent at Disneyland and half their effort is on theme and the other half is on the food. I want right. all, all on, on food. Dogs. And if you're coming up with slick things to get people in or interesting angles to play or something, I don't want that. I want 
here's your attraction as a restaurant. You have the best fucking food around. Yep. And like that's Hooters. why I'm coming here. Like Hooters. Hooters right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just about straightforward. Clean eating. Wings. Clean eating. <laughs> clean it's, it's clean Tons eating. of protein. That's right. Clean carbohydrates. It's good. Yep. That's right. That's what you want. That's, that's what I'm it. looking for. I don't like this. I and don't see, want like, you're not going to get dehydrated at Hooters. They have water. Yeah, they do. That's right. You wouldn't you wouldn't have to call Dr. Drew and say you couldn't make the gig because no, you're you dehydrated. Go to Hooters. You go to Hooters. All right, one more. All right. Well, the New York Marathon <laughs> took place over the weekend. Oh, and yeah. Tens of thousands of very athletic people ran uh, the New York City Marathon. Now, I will give you the two winners. Kristen Chenoweth won it. Wait, what's her name? Close. Shailene Flanagan. She oh, won. Wait, the... you see a picture of her, though. You're, you're going to agree with me. Oh, yeah. She's a very uh, cute little uh, tiny woman. She's sprightly. She won mm-hmm. the women's race in two hours, 26 minutes, and 53 seconds, making her the first American woman to win the marathon in 40 years. The man was Kenyan Jeffrey Kamwarer. He won uh, the men's race in less than two hours and 11 minutes. That's all. Has Malcolm Gladwell decided why all the Kenyans win the, the, the marathons? There Why has Kenyan absolutely been podcasts about that. Okay, because someone's got to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, that's a th- yeah. I think this has been discussed. Yeah, and I don't want to hear any of that. The well, well was what everybody always says about the, the pizza in Jersey and New York. The water, the water, the water. In so Kenya. there you go. There you go. The other, the thing that's insane about marathons is I could, I could put you. I, we could go down to high school right now. And you could get in the the best attire that Under Armour and Nike could provide for you. And I could say to you, uh, look, I got a gun and I'm going to chase you. And if you don't make it around this four times, you don't make four times around this track equals one mile. If you don't do it in under six minutes, I'll put a bullet in your head. Oh, God. You'd. You'd get three and a half laps in. I'd be yelling, you have 20 more seconds left, and you'd stop and go, just shoot me. Mm. That's you. These guys on the 26th mile average like 451 or something. Like They average a minute a class faster, yeah. a minute faster than you could do one lap, first lap, on the 26th mile. Yeah, but that's because they're conditioned. It's training. You think the water. Keith, you think Keith Richards started... At the professional level that he's at, uh, oh. it's conditioning you condition. and training. Little by little. Mm. Yeah, you can't drink like that unless you start. I mean, even with Black Label. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, when we got, to, by the time we got to when Barbara Ann called up after she got word from the accountant out on the OzFest, we were at $51,000 in booze from... Less than three weeks. And about, what about yeah. maybe about three weeks? Can't you get a sponsor? Can't Jack Daniels or somebody sponsor <laughs> no, that? Well, no, it was Black Label. <laughs> and put it this way the first album Ooh. was, we had, it was the Black, Johnny Walker Black Label. It was the right. actual front of the thing. And it said Zach Wild Black Label Society. Right? So we're figuring maybe Johnny Walker's going to say, great, we'll give you an endorsement deal. You know, and they said, no. <laughs> you can take your scumbag little band. <laughs> And hey. go fuck off because no, Zach. we don't. We wait. We have a level and a standard of class. Black you listen, Johnny mutant Walker, boy. Yeah. No, we're not. Just go away. I'm going to make you feel so much better about your lot in life right now, Zach Wild. That when I spoke to the Sylvester Stallone, yes, uh, some months ago at the Maria Menounos's house, and we were drinking like bullet rye, and he was telling me 
when I came out with this movie, Bullet to the Head, this character in this movie was going to drink bullet rye or bullet bourbon or that was his thing. And Sylvester Stallone reached out to this little upstart, you know, bourbon spirits company bullet at the time and said, hey, I'd like to put your Mm -hmm. product in my movie. How about sending over a few cases freebie? And they're like, fuck off, Sly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. This is yeah. So it, it happens to the best of them. Wow. That, you, you, you've Your joined an elite company. fraternity of guys who were told to that, fuck off by booze that's companies. Pretty, that's pretty elite. Time yeah. to change the band name to Ezra Brooks Society. <laughs> that's right. Early times. Two-buck Early Turn times. down the cobra. Yeah, I, I think the whole thing with can you sponsor us, it's kind of like, dating a chick if you go to her it's no make her think it's her idea yes if you go to somebody and go hey why don't you guys get in they just go fuck off yeah. every single time you they, they gotta associated come to you. with you yeah. they gotta come to you if you go to them it's done no, even it's even the great stallone yep. yeah bullet to the head and bullet bullet rye bullet to the heart it was. or bullet bullet to the oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. what he got yeah. all right let's bring it home you got it i'm gina grad and that's the news don't <laughs> stop paper asshole don't stop gina, gina <laughs> that was the news with gina grad and that was zach wild on the corolla show back in 2017 i was really excited when he came in obviously uh i'm a big fan of He's working on the guitar, and he gave me a guitar pick and signed my guitar when he came in. So he Perfect. added. I've, I usually have musicians. I have a guitar that just hangs out in, in the office, and whenever a musician comes on, I'll have him sign it. So it's it's, it's getting tatted up. It looks like it looks like Travis. We've talked about match. this a couple times before. Yeah. There's one musician who didn't ask, and it's a huge glaring omission. Who was it? It was, it was really embarrassing. It was Dan Alberback from uh, um, Black Keys. Interesting. Yeah, but I did have Billy West sign it. <laughs> He's a guitar guy. He is a guitar guy. That's why. But it's just kind of funny seeing all these musicians, and then it's just like Billy West, Stimpy, uh, yeah, and Ren. But he's a killer guitarist. So. And Fry. I don't know why. It just felt right. It just felt right. Yeah, it does. Time. Yeah. I uh, think that's what right. I want most. <laughs> hey guys, Fry from Futurama signed my guitar. Why do you have a guitar? I stole it from Chris. Yeah. I had Andrew WK sign it once, and he wrote, uh, "Hey Chris, party hard, 2015." Andrew WK. But the thing is, he signed it in 2012. So it freaked me out. <laughs> As, you're lucky he didn't smash it and like yeah. wipe his nose blood on it. <laughs> yeah, so for at least for three years it had some weird effect. Now it just looks like he signed it in 2015. All right, let's get going with our last clip, and it's everybody's favorite, the Ron Tomatoes game. This is from 2019 featuring Tia Carrere. One of the all-time funnest games, it's always great when you have a celebrity guest on the show doing their own movies, as long as it's not just a black actor. Well, we did, we, see, this one we found a loophole, because... Yeah, co-stars. Yeah, we, <laughs> rather than doing their movies, which may have had bad reviews, and then they get weirded out, uh, we had to, we decided, oh, let's do their co-stars, her co-stars bad movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tia was a shockingly uh, awesome guest, she was great on Loveline, but... With all those years removed, like 20 years you know, senior now in her career and just life, she's just so honest and refreshing, and it was a great episode. I feel like I just listened to it the other day. It's from 2019. It's Adam Carolla's show, 2530. Tia Carrere, Gina Grad, Brian Bishop. It's Rotten Tomatoes game number 157, and it's the uh, Tia Carrere's co-star edition with her joining them for the play. Check it out. In honor of today's guest... Oh, hold he, on, Max Bata. Sorry. <laughs> Breaking the stride. But you got Phil sleeping by the uh, yeah. wet saw. It just cracked me up. It's so goddamn loud. And the stupid dog, it just lays right next to whoever's doing... 
No, sorry, it's before this. You can, you can. It's the different angle. Sorry. What All right, we'll play the game and then we'll get to it. Later. Is he deaf? Uh, he acts deaf, <laughs> but if Olga calls his name and yeah. he knows there's food yeah. there, he, he gets up. He gets up and trots. Okay. Is that construction at your house? Is that what's going on? I'm doing always. construction always and all the time. But uh, yeah, it's, it's so yeah. He'll go. Yeah, he'll go and lay down wherever you're wherever you're working. I'll go slide <laughs> through the door here. Sorry. He's. They're doing now. You see, when I slide the door open, looks like a great place. How goddamn loud it is outside! He's four feet away from where these guys are operating a wet saw. Oh Oh my god! He's, I'm worried about Phil. Yeah. Now just staring he's, at me. He's on a broom. <laughs> he's laying on a broom. He's Aww. determined not to be comfortable. Yes, and if you go forward a little, you'll see that he just lays back down and goes to bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now most dogs, again, you fire up a dust buster and they go running to the other side of the apartment. <laughs> Phil, he's down. Oh, are we partying here? Yeah, this is uh this is his thing. They're operating a diamond blade and a wet saw. Makes me long for the days. Or maybe used maybe to... it's the excitement of the of the saw. The but same the... way when you race cars, the excitement and the adrenaline. <laughs> the difference this is, is adrenaline rush. But Adam would be excited. This he's dog asleep now. He's now he's now gone to sleep. Turn it up, Max. Oh my gosh. There's something wrong with your dog. I'm worried. I think he just has a low uh, resting pulse. All right. We're good. Anyway, he is you can go literally, down and look at it. He's literally your spirit animal. Yes, low my spirit animal. Pulse. This is I'm going to sleep while stuff's going on. <laughs> Makes that's me long. That's not even like white noise. It's an abrasive, oh, aggressive. harsh, aggressive sound. He's four feet away. Just <laughs> took a nap. And he, he walked there, too. It wasn't like he oh was there gosh. and they snuck up behind it. <laughs> Dog. Yeah, remember when uh, you were installing like the sliding doors, and and Phil was just sleeping right there, too, like in front of everybody. Like, oh. He figures out wherever you're working, and then he takes a nap to wherever you're working. All right, here we go. Sorry. <laughs> Since the beautiful Tia Carrera is here, our date game today is going to be themed off of films featuring Tia's co-stars. Oh boy! Oh, I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> With film trivia. I just happen to be in this business. I just want to say that. That's my disclaimer. No matter what happens. Well, you were in a little series of films that uh, people may have heard of called Wayne's World. Adapted from a beloved sketch on SNL. Years later, Wayne himself would star in another adaptation of a well-known source material from the mind of a doctor. 2003's The Cat in the Hat. Interesting. Theodore Gessel, Dr. Seuss. That's right. What else? You do know things. What else worked on, uh, what other sketches? I know Night at the Roxbury was a huge shift. <sighs> Giant hit. Uh, I will argue that MacGruber Coneheads. worked. Coneheads, Coneheads. Well, MacGruber wasn't a hit, but MacGruber worked. Yes, I love MacGruber. Yes. Uh, Coneheads was a garbage movie. Uh, Coneheads. Blues yeah. Brothers is the ultimate example. Oh, Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. Right. All right, so Cat in the Hat, what do we think? I, I mean, it's a kid's movie. It was well done. What was the Rotten Tomatoes on this? Is that the question? Yeah, we have to write it down. You have to write it down. down. It's tough. Sometimes they're tough on these beloved things. It should be easy. It's Mike Myers. It's a story everybody knows, but 
Who knows? Yes. Yeah. Um, and the right. people that are voting on Rotten Tomatoes are not the eight-year-olds that is aimed towards. Yes, the movie so there's that. Yeah. Yes. All right, Brian, what do you say? This is an outrageously bad movie. Oh, is it? I, I, I've been tortured by a few scenes here and there. I've never seen the whole thing. It's grotesque. Like, it's like a live action, like, uh, Dr. Seuss world. It's right. weird. Uh, I said 22. Oh. <gasps> wow. Mean. Yeah. I thought you were so nice. I, I am nice. No, he's, this, he's this not nice. mean. No. No. What, what about you, Tia? I said 87%. Oh! Okay. Well, because I watched it a couple times with my daughter. And I know how much she liked it. I'm going to split the difference. I said 44. I kind of sort of split it. I said 66. I just thought, Dr. Seuss, how can you go wrong? The cat in the hat is rotten at nine. Oh! Tia, oh! it's been great oh! having you. Jesus. That's a good start. I told you. I gave you the disclaimer and everything. <laughs> I went way too high at 22. Wow. Wow. It was, uh, you thought it was Doug Flutie wow. and it was uh, Jim uh, McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. yeah we, we're doing I sure football, forgot about that. <laughs> football jersey number. Sorry. Go ahead. Completely Oof. lost on me. Tia Carrera was in a film which featured an attempted building to building horse jump. Yeah. True lies. This next film features no animal stunts, but does have Kalen's dad. Glorious. And one of Dylan's favorite nude scenes of all time, where a beautiful, (laughs) muscular, (laughs) thick, naked Arnold is on display. 1984's The Terminator. Mm. The first one. The Michael Bean vehicle, The Terminator. So... All right. The, the critic- Did they have tomatoes back then? Uh, well, they they had critics, yeah, and no. then they had tomatoes They'll later, but reviews. they just Piled. took the reviews and oh, aggregated okay. them. All right. Well, we know the critics liked it, but did they love it? What's not the love? <laughs> Very violent. Yeah. Well, awesome. look, we're all going to go. We're all going high here, but we got to get right on to get. Make up some ground with Brian. You get a five point deduction. You get right on. Keep in mind, Schwarzenegger was not short. He was a body. He was a bodybuilder who was in schlocky action movies at this point. I think it. Maybe Should we keep that in mind, Brian? Yes. <laughs> is that is that a spoiler alert? You trying to? You, you never us. know if he's messing with us. Or I'll not. just throw out information. <laughs> what you do with it is up to you. <laughs> Oof. Uh, trying to think, like. Trying to, I can't think of a football player with this number. <laughs> then you can't do it. Oh, that's, yeah. Me. Oh, okay. All right. I'm um, going to redo my number to fit a football player. <laughs> uh, okay, Brian, what do you got? I think Reggie White was 92. Mm, yeah, he was. So I'm going to go, uh, if anything, I'm going to be low, 92. Whoa. It's a, gr- it's a Tia. great movie. I'm using the same number because I'm, I'm scared because it doesn't make any sense to me. 87% again. I really have no way to rate <laughs> this. So insanely effective the first time around. How could it, how could it possibly let you down this time? It's somewhere in the middle. I I know that everybody loves this, and it's I don't even know if you call it a cult classic. It's just oh, a classic. It's a great it is. Movie. Uh, but sure. I got a little shy because I don't know if pe- how seriously people took it. I said eighty one. Um, what number? Is Simeon Rice. <laughs> he was like ninety six, ninety seven. I'm trying to get. Damn. I had 97 written down. I can't think Ooh. of anyone else in the NFL. Simeon Rice. Yep, 97. Damn. Damn. Good try. For man. that, you get my production. <laughs> I pulled out Simeon Rice. I'm not even a Tampa Bay guy. All right. 97. How was I such a bad student? I was say, All right, here we go. How many? The Terminator is certified fresh. Yeah. With a score that would never appear on a jersey. 100. <gasps> what? Shut 
your lying face. Was, That's Ed incredible. Was, there is justice in this world. Was, that is insane. So Toy was Story and Terminator? Just because. I was thinking of going 100 just because uh, I should have just to go I should have. I should have. Are you guys shocked at no, this? It's a legit no, movie. it's awesome. It's a great movie. That's Holy awesome. Gina, have, have you seen this? I watch I it every have. time it's on. I mean, I don't remember it like that. My God. It's ever so slightly dated because it's just it's 1984 right. and it's high tech, but it's, but uh, it's awesome. It's Amazing. Okay. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. so they do vote properly sometimes. <laughs> I was just hedging my bets because people are idiots. <laughs> One of Tia's first films was Harley Davidson and the Marlboro <laughs> Yeah, <Man>. it was. <laughs> Adam's favorite film. What is the slug line? What, how is that movie described? Like futuristic L.A. 1996 or something? It, it's, it's, it, the plot is weird. There's a Burbank Airport bar that's going to be torn down. If they, <laughs> oh, no. Like saving the community. That. High it's stakes. It's weird because it, it takes place at the Burbank Airport, which is an insane. I should have done John Wayne, maybe Long Beach. I have no recollection yeah. of this or any other such event. Read the description of it. Okay, the description is forced by the imminent foreclosure of their friend's bar. Two lifelong buddies will decide to rob a bank's armored car, not knowing that its cargo is not money, but a new street drug. Mm, Eye drops. We have the slug line here. When the going gets tough, the tough take the law into their own hands. Yeah. Clever. Guys, it's too generic. What, What can we do? Was there a year that this was supposed to take place? Are you even? Are the you near just future? find the trailer? It's 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 comical. The but anyway, future. sorry. Go ahead. All right. Ooh. Well, of course, uh, Mickey Rourke, uh, mm-hmm. youngish Mickey Rourke, played uh, Harley Davidson. A decade prior, he starred alongside William Hurt, Ted Danson, and Kathleen Turner. Body Heat. In a lesser known noir, uh, directed by the famous scribe of the Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises, Lawrence. Kasdan. Wow. Yeah. It's a great movie. I just Nin- saw it the other night. 1981's Body Heat. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a great movie. Young Kathleen Turner. Ooh la la. <sighs> Mickey Rock had like one scene, right? Wasn't he like a cameo? No, a couple was... scenes. Yeah, a okay. couple scenes. All right. So. They go back and then they look at and aggregate previous mm-hmm. scores. See, I would give this one 100. Is this... Is this Chris Collinsworth? Or <laughs> now I know where you're going. Is this Warren Sapp? You memorize people's jersey numbers? Well, you see enough. Get some free time. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's sad. <laughs> I'm gonna put this one at. Um, what is? Uh, oh God, let's see. Stanford currently in the league and uh, Carolina. Running back. Oh, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, but his dad was Ed McCaffrey. That's right. <laughs> and his dad played for Denver, and he was a wide out. Mm. I think I know his number. Go ahead, Paul Bryan. Uh, I'm going to go uh, the, the all-time great Jerry Rice at 80. Mm. Jerry Rice. He's mm. so nice. Mm. To you? I, I said 92. 92, Gina? Yeah, I've never seen this movie. I know it's referenced. It's awesome. More than, yeah, more than, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised how much it's referenced. I said 90. I'm going Ed McCaffrey. 87? I think it was 87. I think you're right. With Denver? <laughs> Sorry. Whatever Ed McCaffrey's number was. You're like Rain Man with those jersey numbers. 
Bald Brian chose the wrong rice. Body heat is fresh at Simeon Rice. 97. Wow. 97. Wow. We're back. Hey, I got five points or whatever it is. Um, oh, did you say 97? I said 92. Wow. Oh, okay. So five I thought points, you got right? deduction. Yeah. You got the audience no. score for minus 10. Okay. Adam, yeah, so uh, McCaffrey was 87. We also have the trailer for Harley Davidson and Marvel. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, uh, it's, the, the description <laughs> says it takes place in the near future. The yeah, near see, future. I did get that's that right. All right, let's I play the trailer. Right. Let's play the trailer because it's going to be good. Bike porn. Harley. Marlboro. Oh. Their <laughs> road. You got to know the rules. Native Americans. Never go into a bar. I can't watch this unless you're willing to get smashed. You're pretty good after there. Never ride a Brahma bull. Strap on your seatbelt. Get ready to fly. When you can take a bus. That look like the work of two bed hoods. Yeah. Pros would have used my keys. Never rob a bank. Get back what's mine and kill these men, okay? Run by bigger crooks than you. Hey man, that's what friendship's all about. Never resist an arresting officer. Oh my god. <laughs> Hot chicks. We gotta talk to the man upstairs. You stand my tail. Yeah! You <laughs> stand my tail. <laughs> when you want oh, a dear. man on top. Never dive from the 20th floor. We're gonna jump. I hate you for this harsh. Unless the pool is full. You guys are a piece of work. Shoot him! Mickey Rourke, Don Johnson, Harley Davidson, and the Marlboro Man. Wow. I can't believe you shot me. Wow. A lot of rules. And you watch that oh, all yeah, the time? Over and over again. It's <laughs> either that or talk to my kids. How old are they now? I don't know. I don't talk yeah, to them. No you, better, you better talk to their nanny. Yeah. You want to know? Ask her. Hold on. When did Wayne's World come out? Uh, they're, they're 12. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Tia Carrera starred alongside two former ACS guests, Alexander Nevsky and Casper Von Dien, Van Dien, in Showdown in Manila. <laughs> Casper is known for his role in the cult classic Star Troopers, but also acted next to Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci in this Tim Burton film about Christopher Walken having no head and a thirst for equestrianism. 1999 Sleepy Hollow. Oh, Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, that was a long way around. God, I have no idea. He was here. in that movie? Oh, I didn't know that. What year hmm. was this? Give me the year again. 1999. Heads will roll. I remember this. God. Who do, do did you say who Tim directed Bur- it? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Oh, okay. All right. Tim Burton always does a good job. Like Mars Attacks? Yeah. yeah. I kind of like Mars Attacks. <laughs> a lot of that was filmed in Kansas, so we all saw it. Kansas? Yeah. I, I didn't hear anything bad. Kansas, right? I didn't hear anything good. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm thinking Marilyn Olsen. Right down Olson. the middle. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to pick a number right now. <laughs> Uh, it, um, could be a Jim Burt mm-hmm. Burke or Was it Burt? Jim Burt I feel like this is collusion since I don't know what numbers these are <laughs> They must I, study I a book I think he's going for interior linemen okay. Jim, oh, Jim Burt 64 <laughs> Yeah 
So I got it between Merlin and Jim Burt. Okay. You know Jim Burt? I'm thinking, I don't think I know Jim Burt. I'm thinking the number of shoes that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker had on Sex and the City. Yes, yeah, so you guys Ooh, go your a, own route. Hey, mm-hmm. there we In go. That you know, because closet? Jim uh-huh. Burt okay. was the nose tackle for the Giants. who was a big puffed up white guy. He was always like running out yeah. front. Like, come on, everybody, let's go. Like the overachiever guy. He's also on the Niners, Brian, from uh, 8991. Oh, come really? on now. The glory years. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's okay. see. Everybody picks up the... I'm going... I'll go in between. I'll go Dexter Manley. Jesus. There are guys at home that know what they're talking about right now. Uh, That does not sound like I don't know interior linemen that well, so I'm just going to go 61. Mm -hmm. Barely fresh. Mm. Mm -hmm. What was your number, Adam? Uh, Dexter Manley, 72. He was 72. He was also 92. Yeah, but I haven't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't. The Chiefs. I mean, I'm sorry, Redskins. You can see why I did yeah, that. Understandable. Um, Similar colors. I'm going to go with, uh, yeah. I'll go with Dexter Manley with Redskins. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, and I went with 69 just because it's a good number. Yeah. It's a yeah, great it number. Is. I went 55. Sleepy Hollow is um, very Richie Incognito at uh, oh. 68. Oh! oh! Wow, Tia! Nice. It's, this is overrated. That's actually a really bad movie. Oh, Hence man. the incognito. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, in 2002, Tia starred as Nani in a heartfelt animated film about a young girl named Lilo befriending oh, yeah. a rambunctious alien named Stitch. Lilo, Lilo, do you want social services to take you away? <laughs> <laughs> Lilo and Stitch are still very popular at the Disney store. There's a lot yes. of Lilo and Stitch merch. But no Nani. The great, Sadly. The great Ving Rhames was also in this film mm. and was in an arguably worse film movie uh, in 2010. The title. Back in the day. Piranha, oh, Piranha. 3D. Oh, mm. hell yeah. Oh, we may be getting into place kickers here. Wasn't this like, <laughs> am I... Am I wrong, or was this at some point called Piranha 3 Double D? Like, they really... Oh! Was that, oh. that was a sequel. That would have been a good marketing oh, move. okay. You're right, because somebody had a screening to this, because I was uh, friends with a film, uh, with a critic, and I saw this in the theater. This movie. And then the boobs jump out at you in they 3D? They really do. It oh, is, it wow. is glorious. All right. Oh, my God. I forgot about this movie. It could be Garo Uprimium. <laughs> what? Here. What on earth? I mean, we might. You feel me, right, Tia? I have no idea what you're talking about half the time. I need a book. I need this book so that I can memorize the numbers you guys have in your head. So, are we thinking? I mean, again, we could be Daryl LaMonica. Or we, any Grammatica? Any Grammatica, but They're we could be a Garrow Premium. It doesn't sound real at all. Do you dare go Sebastian Janikowski? Do you dare? What is it? He's eleven. Oh, Sebast. Oh, yeah. No, I'm 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 at Garrow. I, I don't have any chance of winning this anyway. I'm going Garrow. Your premium. I'm going uh, Steve Young. What Num- number eight? Oh, all right, Tia. I say three percent because it's three D. Mm-hmm. I, I think I just have fond memories of actually seeing this in the theater. I went high. I said ten. Yeah, <laughs> high. <laughs> Piranha 3D is certified fresh. No, it's not. Oh, no, come on. 
What is happening? <laughs> I'm trying to find number 73. What? What? <laughs> Somebody's pulling our leg. No, come on. Those tomato people are just making a joke right now. Wait. <laughs> What's happening here? 73 was my number at the Sun Valley Falcons. <laughs> I don't know if I made that. There we go. It's on my Minus Ricky five for page. Adam. What? 73? I should have been kinder. <laughs> Which Carol are you premium? Wait, he's one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> one. Wow, you're off by 72. <laughs> Look at Carol. Look at Carol. Carol, you premium. He's a, pro- a substitute oh teacher. That's a professional athlete, ladies. <laughs> Wow. I'm impressed that you knew his number was one. This, he looks like Wallace Shawn. There's a great. He looks like uh, Clint Howard. I know. The greatest, like, inconceivable. In the, in the annals of, like, kickers not being athletes. You said annal. <laughs> they're, uh, when they played in Super Bowl whatever, when they when they played the Redskins and he got his kick blocked and he didn't know what to do. Now, also... It's a great moment. Not only that, but he was like a soccer player from like Hungary or okay. something. So it's like, at some point, all he did was kick the ball, but at some point, the ball got back to him, him and he like didn't, he like didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> there was a busted play. It was either a block I, or a bad snap I think or something. A, I think it was a block. And, and you guys can watch it, but pause it for a second. Like What I'm saying is, is I've said this a million times. The kickers really have nothing to do all practice. You know what I mean? They kick field goals, yeah. but they don't have a lot to do. Work a little emergency drill yeah, with just them. Just in case. You know they what should I mean? learn the other part just of the game. Have, have them kick the ball against uh, in, in, in front of a cinder block wall. Just have the ball bounce back to them and practice it. and roll out with it. And have some, have some you know, second-tier coach run after them with sort of like a pad or something, yeah. waving their arms just to kind of... Just to simulate. Just to simulate. Watch what Garrow does with the ball when it gets blocked <laughs> by... And, and by the way, they're winning the game at this point, Miami, and they're going to win, and, and, and Washington has not scored a point, and here's what happens when uh, Garrow kicks the ball. No. Kicks it. It gets blocked. Now watch what Garrow does. Oh! Like a little kid playing literally football. No. He can't even make... He doesn't oh, no. make the tackle. He could have made the tackle. Now, the, oh, now Washington down. didn't yeah. score. This is the only oh. score Washington yeah. had. Oh my god! He Run tries to throw the ball. the ball, then he bats it in the air. Then all he has to do is tackle the guy, Knocks and they still bounds. won't score. And he can't even push him out of bounds. This was the only oh. touchdown given up by the Dolphins in the game. This is the famous undefeated, the only undefeated team wow. in NFL history. Right. He's it's not used to using touchdown. his hands. No. Right. So even I could play better football than that. <laughs> oh, any anybody. Run away from the ball, and you did better. You just push him out of bounds. Just lie down. Like, just lie down. It's the dumbest thing ever. Like That's the guy's good. running Aww. along the sideline and does a weird fake move. Like I'm coming back in, and he stops, and it then just keeps going. Let's like, just push him out of bounds. The best part, if you hear like interviews today with like Larry Zonka and those guys, they still hate Garrow for that. They still hate him. They're still mad about it. They could have been the undefeated Dolphins who kept, shut out who shut yeah. out the Redskins in the Super Bowl. All Poor right, Garrow. sorry. What was it? Poor Garrow. Wait, do we have another one? No, that was five. Oh, certified fresh. Jesus. Well, Brian, there'll be no winners in this game. I was going to say, this is a Pyrrhic victory. <laughs> That's right. Sorry. Oh, God. No one scored under 100. In oh. <laughs> that was exhausting. Gina Grad uh, coming what? in at a score of 137. Yeah, man. Adam Carolla. Mm. You're 146. Ooh. 
which uh, was just uh, edged you slightly more down the podium. This is not indicative of, of what of the excellence of that, the we excellence normally, that we normally see. This isn't our girly Permian moment. It is not, and I hope you don't walk away with a, a bad taste in your mouth. Did Tia Carrere make up enough ground at the end to make it onto the podium today? No. Her score coming in at one hundred sixty-seven <laughs> for fourth place. That's so brutal. There are no winners in this game. <laughs> well, there's one winner. Especially Bald Brian with a score of 110. Wow. I wouldn't be proud of that if I were you. Well, I would not. Don't clap. I would not Don't share clap. that it's with a the outside game. world. <laughs> Who thought up this stupid you know game? <laughs> And that's T. Carrere back in 2019 playing the Ron Tomatoes game. Make sure to look out for her in Joe Coy's upcoming movie, Easter Sunday, coming out in August. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's going to be crazy. Crazy times right now. All right. That will do it for this weekend's Corolla Classics. Thanks so much to everybody for listening in. We really appreciate it. And the Adam Carolla Show returns tomorrow with a one-on-one with comedy legend Paul Rodriguez and... He tells some crazy Will Smith stories about working with Will Smith and why he'll never work with Will Smith again. And oh, wow. it's yeah, it's 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 pretty eye opening. So he did he didn't hold back. He even brought in his diary from when he filmed Ali and he read some passages from there. So oh, make wow. sure to tune in. I know I Paul's know he's been talking about the uh, the slap and everything and we're all kinda of jaded from it, but this is some this is some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, this is a fresh like uh, specific content you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. So that's tomorrow on the Adam Kroll Show. And Gio and I will see you next week. Thanks so much to everybody for listening. We appreciate it. My name's Chris Loxamana. That's super fan Giovanni. Mahalo and get it on. <laughs>